Today's Satellite Sisters is brought to you by the following sponsors. Thanks to all the sponsors of the Satellite Sisters podcast. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. I am Liz Dolan. I'm in West Hollywood, baby. And I am sitting in a recording studio looking at my sister, Leanne, who, ipso facto, you're also in West Hollywood. (laughs) We've made it, Liz. This is the big time. We're out of the closet. Well, Julie, you're still in the closet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but I, I just, I feel like we're living the dream. You know, we, you, you guys are in a studio. Things sound good. Liz, you told me you there's coffee at the studio. Free, free coffee it doesn't at get much studio. better than that. <laughs> we have clawed our way back into the big time. Now, we are testing a new studio operation here that will be our new home for 2018. But for our 2017 finale, we just don't got all excited and decided to give it a go. Right, Leanne? Yeah. And the uh, the person most confused is my dog. Because when I got up to go to work today, Steffi looked at me like, what is happening? Why oh. are you wearing real, real, real clothes? <laughs> Why aren't we going for our walk? So we're going to miss the sound of the barking dog and yeah. her mortal enemy. But not that much, actually. <laughs> not really going to miss it that much. <laughs> uh, so, Julie, I hear you've already gotten some Christmas gifts. I did. I'm very excited. It arrived yesterday, Liz, my satellite sister pillow. That's the call your satellite sister pillow, exclusively designed for satellite sisters by a satellite sister. I mean, it's really quite a treat to get. And if you if you want to get in on it, I, mean, I think there's still time to order, Liz. You know everything about our satellite sister store. What's happening over there? I can't make any promises right. on delivery time. It's pretty late in the game to be ordering things for delivery before Christmas. So I can't promise that. But you know, we have a new satellite sister shop. It's very easy to find. Go to SatelliteSisters.com, and in the right-hand corner of the navigation bar, you'll see the word shop. Uh, Or if you're uh, on our Satellite Sisters Facebook page, our fan page, you will also see the button that says shop now. And you can go there. You can order the pillow, the Call Your Satellite Sister pillow. But we have Satellite Mr. Merch. We've got uh, You're the Best Merch. There's a lot of good stuff there. And I can see that many of you have been ordering it. So it's very exciting for us. She literally checks like every half hour. (laughs) She does. Given her a new did, you see, did you see my pillow had been delivered? Because it, it is a it is a delight when it arrives. So I, I Liz, I think every day is a holiday when you get a satellite sister gift in the mail. So that's the way I feel about it. So it's never too late to order. Well said, Julie. Well said. All right, we have a full show. We are wrapping up 2017. This is our last official show of 2017. But, you know, no rest for the weary. We're going to be back in early January, but this is it for 2017. We both had, we all had big weekends. Uh, we my did. son graduated from college. Julie was there playing a key role as godmother and sister. I really appreciate it. So we're going to tell you about that. Liz, you were in New York. Um, you spent the night with Bruce Springsteen, which I we can't wait to hear about. And Monica. Uh-huh. Oh, and Monica. <laughs> That's a threesome. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe Julie just said that. Uh, Liz, there was a big story in the New York Times about UFOs. I didn't have a chance to read it, but you said we should be concerned and I, shocked. You should be and- concerned and you should look forward to the movie from this story that I hope will come by Christmas of next year, Leanne, because this is an awesome story. I'm gonna, I read it for you, so I'll give you the highlights. Fantastic. Fantastic. Julie, you have a whole international news roundup. That's right. We're going to talk about countries we're sick of talking about, and then I'm going to mention some (laughs) countries we need to talk about. 
Okay, and then I have exciting news. If you're an Outlander fan and you've wanted wanted to know, boy, I wish I could become a lady or be with a laird. I <laughs> what is a laird? Liz. Oh, oh, oh. It's a That's high, a thing. It's a Highland lord, Liz. Come on. So it's Come like on. a lord. Are you going to are you becoming a Sassanach? This is wait till I tell you, Julie. You are going to have the opportunity to quote style yourself as a Scottish lady, lord, or laird. <laughs> I have all the information on that. So, uh, but first, it was my son's college graduation this weekend. Congratulations, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, Leon! It is a super big deal, super big deal. Yeah, even though it happened in December, he still graduated from college. And as yes. I mentioned last week, he went to an art school. So there were a couple of really great things about the graduation. First of all, uh, when they all graduated, when they called their name, they had two big screens on either side, and they showed their artwork. Like next to their name. So it was really, that was kind of special. You know, he's a photography major, so they showed his photos. But the graphic designers got, you know, their T-shirt designs up there. And the illustrators, they showed their illustrations and the car designers. That is so special. It was really kind of cool. Liz, that was in a... What was, I would say, a disastrous production start to finish? That was, the, <laughs> that was yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that in a minute, Liz. Yeah. OK. But I was actually really surprised how kind of overwhelmed I, I was like right at the beginning. I was standing in the tent. It was a beautiful day. It was a tented outdoor ceremony. And I just got overwhelmed that he really did it like 17 years. He's done with his schooling. I'm excited for his future. He was super excited for his future, and it was uh, just a really special moment. So uh, I I feel lucky to have been there, to have experienced that, and to have him as a kid. He's a good kid. He is. Yeah, he is. And then we had a big party afterwards at our house because we live so close to the school, and his friend's family were coming in from out of town. And, and again, because it's not a normal college, he had the graduation. Then they had a big art show of all their work. So he was at school five hours after the graduation, standing in front of his artwork, talking to people about it, kind of working the crowd. And so people came to the house, and they were starving, and they were happy, and they were exhausted. And we were so happy to host uh, a big party for for 40 people afterwards. But and Leon made some delicious food. Can we say that? Yes. And she, including queso, Leon, that came out, it was hot <laughs> and it was cheesy. I don't know what your recipe was, but you achieved hot, cheesy queso. So that was good. Julie, I got so many conflicting queso posts at the Facebook page. <laughs> I started to just crumble under the weight of the queso. People pleading <laughs> with me not to use artificial cheese <laughs> and other people insisting that the only way to make queso is with Velveeta. I noticed that. So I, I really crumbled and I just went with what I knew. I make a lot of fondue. So I made Mexican fondue. That's what I made. All all I know is it was very happy when I put it down. There happened to be a bench right next to that end of the table. People just plunked themselves down on the bench and started just shoving queso in their mouth. And then the next group, three people, more more queso. So more queso. It didn't really matter. People enjoy hot melted cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no In surprise. every culture, there's a hot melted cheese. <laughs> so. That is for sure. So thank you for all the recipes. I just made my own. I made I made it with Mexican beer and che- and real cheese. <laughs> right. She didn't ask for any help. Just yep. Just served it up. It but, was good. But Julie pay, played a key role. She arrived Friday, and I had a task for her. I said, "Could you decorate my Christmas tree?" Because I just. <laughs> 
hadn't gotten to that. Oh, the lights. I did it. Were, yeah, I did it. I, I, Leanne, well, Leanne had a clear theme. I, I just executed her theme, Liz. I oh. didn't really uh, make a lot of high level strategic decisions about her Christmas tree. She was going with gold and silver balls, uh, big and small. And uh, that's what I did. Okay. Uh, but I was happy to say I never, throughout the weekend, my husband and I came out for the graduation. I never saw Leon at the tree rearranging my uh, decorations. So I didn't I, do I, took it. That I didn't touch one ball. It looks great. I still haven't touched the one, only ball. one. The only one that rearranged the decorations were, uh, was Steffi, the yeah. dog. <laughs> the dog. Who, well, yeah. who did yes. a couple of like hip checks into the lower regions of the tree. So there was, there were, I did have to reapply some ornaments uh, throughout the day. And then Julie did a fantastic job we got home from the graduation and the art show we had to quickly transition to party mode julie plated the heck out of everything she replated the fruit salad she replated the cookies you just plated up stuff julie you just plated it up and and got it out there i really and you know liz that. you've been uh, you know leon is queen of her kitchen oh and yeah that, oh yeah that is the rule i in fact i told my husband you can go do some dishes, but do not step around that table. Leanne has a giant, uh, beautiful stainless steel table in her kitchen, and she's on one side, and everyone else is on the other side. That's yeah. imagine that's no line. The way she looks <laughs> imagine no line. It is. <laughs> My mother never. Our mother never understood this. No. She she broke through that barrier so many times, and it just doesn't work. But once you get an instruction from Leanne. I, I followed the instructions uh, and, I, I, and I felt like I was actually a help to Leanne you were, rather than yes. hindrance. That's yes. what I tried to be, Leanne. Yes. Mom used to stand over me while I was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and say, can I help you with that? Which is actually an insult because I'm a grown woman and I can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. See what I mean? Queen of her kitchen, just stay out of her realm. That's what you have to learn. Yeah. And then during the party at a couple of key moments, I looked up Julie and Sheila at this point. Surprisingly, clearing dishes, clearing dishes. Yes, just very quietly. Do and like. Well, we spent our entire childhood <laughs> clearing, clearing dishes. dishes. Yes. So I, even I am good at clearing dishes. <laughs> but it was quiet because people. It was indoor outdoor party. It got a little chilly. Everyone came indoors. You don't want to start cleaning up while people are still enjoying the party. But it was just really a lovely moment. The kids, by the time the graduates got there, we had all like eaten our tacos and had a glass of wine, and they showed up, and it was a whole nother burst of energy. And then a lot of his classmates showed up and it was just really, really a lovely event. And Julie, I'm so glad you and your husband were there. It was very special for us. I'm excited for his future. It was it was fantastic. Fantastic weekend. Yeah, no, it was great all the way around. It was great to meet the other graduates. And Liz, what was nice about it, you know, there are all kinds of graduation parties. Some are keggers, mm -hmm. some are, you know, there's a lot of jello shots. This wasn't <laughs> it. This was sort of super mellow. And, uh, you know, it was great to talk to the students and they actually are uh, the graduates and they actually wanted to talk to the adults, which was also fun. So that's nice. Uh, but Leon did mention at the beginning of her report that there were just a few issues with the graduation ceremony itself. Now, as you recall, um, and maybe some of you who are listening have read Satellite Sisters Uncommon Senses, that we wrote about graduations uh, uh, in the book, in our first book that came out years and years ago. And that was because our mother and father, Jim and Edna Dolan, uh, who had attended thousands of various uh, graduation uh, sort of moving up ceremonies over the years from everything from pre-K to grad school. They had developed a number of key rules about graduation. And one was that 
the one hour rule, no matter how many graduates you had, no matter what level of education it was, that you really should be able to have the graduates, have a little speech, hand out the certificates or diplomas or whatever, and have it all be done in an hour. Am I right, Mm -hmm. sisters? This was key. They were quite adamant about that. Yes. They were pretty adamant about it. So this, the Art Center of Pasadena, which is clearly, I, it, was, it was so impressive. And as Leon said, so interesting to see the graduates and having them put a piece of art, you know, some of their artwork up as they w- were receiving their diplomas. That was fantastic. But the thing, the graduation took three hours, yeah. three hours. There were 120 graduates. So well, 150, tiny- 150, <laughs> like 150. To- okay. But it wasn't 15,000. No. Okay. No. Right? They could have tightened it up. Yeah. It wasn't 500. Nope. It was 150. So I think there's some tightening up yeah. and Leon on the plane home, I was thinking this is going to be great. So when uh, your son Brooks receives the first letter from the development office of the art center that starts with dear alumni, he can turn that, he can write back to the school and say, I have just the person for you. Instead of giving you a monetary donation, I am going to donate my mother, who's excellent at (laughs) at producing events. (laughs) At production. To just tighten that hole up. There were, you know, that you just have to really make it a little shorter, a little snappier. They do this graduation three times a year. Yeah. So it seems like it's not, it's not like this institution has never held a graduation. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. do the same thing three times a year and it's way too long. Right, Leon? It it was too long, but it was my son's graduation. So it probably didn't annoy me as much as you, but yes, for sure. They could have, I was was soaking it in, but I did. Sure. They could have tightened it up. Yes. There were some logistical issues, even when they were handing out the degrees, like getting people up and lined up. And yeah, there were definitely, they could have tightened it up for sure. They yes, could have. So, yes. And some, some, a few extraneous speeches. But nonetheless, yes. for me, Liz, one of the most exciting things about it was uh, we were sitting actually in front of Leanne and her husband and her other son. And I could just hear Leanne like relish, just chuckling at every joke and relishing every picture that went up. I mean, she. I was, enjoyed it. She was living it, you know, because, <laughs> and this was it. And I, and I read back over the essay that I wrote about graduation in our first book, Satellite Sisters, Uncommon Senses. And, you know, and I wrote, I was writing about my son's high school graduation at the time, but it is a unique moment for a mother because it is the moment when you can, number one, you can stare at your child, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get any back talk like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? You had three uninterrupted hours, you know, to think about and to stare at your child. Number two, Leon cried. I cried when Leon cried. You can cry uh, about your child. And that is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. You could stand up and cheer your face off for your child. And those will be rare moments going forward, Leon. And when it came, when Brooks walked across the stage, I, you know, you were just, you know, really giving it your all as were we, you know, but I was just listening to you. You know, it is tearing up now, Julie, you're really getting to her now. I know. But, you know, and that he was, you know, he was all dressed up, too. This is a rare moment. He looked adorable, didn't he? They don't have to. He he did look adorable. He had on this cute little. 
hipster plaid um, blazer, black T-shirt. But, you know, he looked he looked cool and adorable. And, you know, there have been many moments in Brooks's life when he has not looked cool and adorable. And it's just it was so nice for that. And you knew, just as you said, Leon, you knew he was happy that day. Yeah. And for a mother to just have that all in one event, it could go on for five or six hours. Right. I realize that, you know. So, um, but anyway, Leon, that's what I want you to tell Brooks. He doesn't have to give money to the school. He should just donate <laughs> your services. That's a good call. That's a, that's a good call. It was. It was nice too. I mean, it's an art school, and uh, you know there are plenty of naysayers like, "Ah, get a real job," which is just stupid. But um, because design really does affect culture and change the world, yes. the, the work that they do there, those designers come out and they've changed the way you drive your car, the kind of computer you use, how you talk on the telephone. Like those industrial designers and all the designers there make a difference. And I love that that was the theme. Like you've chosen to do something hard and creative, but it is well worth it. So. Yep. Cheers for yep. that. Cheers yes. for that. I had a lot of fun going to Brooks's show on Thursday night. I went to industry night because I was not going to be here this weekend for the actual graduation. And your younger son dressed up as my producer. And we we had name tags that said Mudbath Productions on it. It made me very proud. <laughs> Mudbath Productions is the name of the sisters company that produces Satellite Sisters and Chaos Chronicles and other things. So Colin and I had a fun time spinning through uh, the grad show on industry night. But yeah, all those those students were super proud of their work. And your son has a very professional approach to his work. Yes. So I can see why you've said several times here, like he's ready to go. Like he's got he's got a skill and he's selling it. So uh, congratulations to him. Thank you. you. Thank you. Now, you know, I wouldn't have missed this for anything in the world, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't just anything in the world. Unfortunately, in some of the schedule planning earlier this fall, the uh, when I got the secret code on my phone that I qualified in the verified fan program at Ticketmaster to actually try to get tickets to see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, I did not have the 16th of December blocked out on my calendar yet. So that's the night I pounced on, and Monica and I had tickets to see Springsteen uh, on Saturday night. So... Uh, we went to New York. I thought I'd give you a little bit. You almost can't. I can't tell you what it was really like to be in the room, because if you're if you're a true fan, you just have to imagine it or you would love it. I mean, what can I do? So let me describe some of the hubbub around it. First of all, Monica and I both arrived separately in New York on Friday night. And it was snowing, so the sort of you land, uh, there was a little bit of hubbub at the airport, getting into the city was a little bit trickier than normal, but ultimately we both got there and we met up with our our longtime webmaster when we were at ABC Radio, Sarah Sweeney. Many of you will know Sarah's name. So we had a super fun dinner with Sarah. And it was snowing outside, so we just stayed in the cozy little restaurant at our hotel, which was great. Then Saturday, we did a bunch of things around the city. But Friday night, when I got back to my room, I went, uh, you know, I just checked social media, saw, tried to see what was going on in the world. And I saw this exchange uh, on Twitter. I saw a tweet from James Comey, who <laughs> I don't normally follow, Jim Comey, but you'll understand why I saw it in a second. I saw a tweet from James Comey that said, 
The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Close quote. Bruce Springsteen tonight, quoting Martin Luther King Jr. So that meant, obviously, James Comey saw the show on Friday night. <laughs> and we were going Saturday night. But that's not the important thing, because really, Jim Comey, whatever. I'm, He's you're so for, tall, you really wouldn't want to be Exactly, Julie. Yeah. Like, that yeah, would be the worst really seat in the house. ruined the whole thing for you. Yeah. Yes. But then I saw this response to James James Comey's tweet, Preet Bharara, who I love, and I love his podcast, Stay Tuned, you know, the former U.S. attorney from New York, Preet Bharara tweeted, I'm going to be there tomorrow, can hardly wait. So I thought, oh my God, Preet Bharara is going to be there. So I get Bruce Springsteen and Preet Bharara, same night, same room. So then, of course, I responded to Preet Bharara, as one does, on Twitter and said, I'll see you there. <laughs> see you there. That's good. So... Anyway, so Monica and I, we go. It's exciting. You know, everyone's taking pictures and like. Is it a big theater? No, uh, 950 seats. Okay. So the Walter Kerr, very small, one of those little kind of Broadway jewel boxes, super small seats too, with no, not a lot of egress. So once you're in your row, you're not going anywhere. And there's two hours, no intermission, boom. So as our brother Dick kept warning us, control your fluids during the day. Because (laughs) once you're in, you're in. Our brother Dick and his wife Susan saw the show last month. So Monica and I get there super early, of course. And uh, we're standing around watching people arrive. And we don't want to get into our seats because then we won't be able to see everyone arriving. And then all of a sudden, Monica was like, Preet, 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 right behind you. So I turned around. <laughs> and there's Preet Parara. And so I just, I said, Preet. What else Good. are you going to say? Good, Liz. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> I know. I really kept my cool. Preet. And he, he looked at me and he was with his wife. And uh, I was like, hey, I saw on Twitter that you were going to be here. And he's like, yeah, I'm so excited. So Preet Bharara and I had a little bit of fist bump. I didn't ask him at all about anything. Uh, I just sort of had a little moment with Preet Bharara. He was clearly excited. So he went and got his seat. Then we went and got in our seat. And then Monica and I had had a long debate earlier in the day about trying to predict the the VIPs that might show up and, like, who we wanted. Of course, it would have been great if, you know, some other members of the E Street Band were there. But we knew that was a long shot. Chances are if they were going to go, they would have seen the show already. It's been running since October. So, uh, so all of a sudden, Monica grabs my arm and she's like, Sienna Miller, Sienna Miller, Sienna Miller. So, and about six rows in front of us. Sienna Miller is what Liz said, if yes. you couldn't understand that. So Sienna Miller is standing up, kind of adjusting her seat. So now now we're studying Sienna Miller when all of a sudden Monica realizes that Sienna Miller is seated with Bradley Cooper. Oh. So oh, now we're very excited. So now we have Sienna Miller, Bradley Cooper, boom. Then Are they a couple? No, but they were in that movie together. They were in. Now we the, sound like old people. The talking sniper about movie, movies. American okay. Sniper. Okay, <laughs> you know she played his okay. wife. Because oh. of course I had to Google that in the theater. Like, how does Sienna Miller and Bradley Cooper right. know each other? Okay, yeah. So we looked that up. Next to Sienna Miller was uh, someone we'll just call Mystery Man because we never quite figured out who he was. Monica saw his face and said he was super attractive, but he kept his hat on the whole time. So the keeping your hat on makes me think it was someone. Super famous, because why else would you keep your hat on in a theater? Again, I hate to channel our mother, but right. that's just an incredibly <laughs> rude thing to do, to keep your hat on in a theater. Uh, 
So, uh, so then, uh, so there's a little discussion among us, like who is the mystery man with the hat? Then, uh, oh, this was a highlight for all of you Star Wars fans out there. Uh, well, Star Wars and many things. All of a sudden, appearing directly to our left, two rows in front of us, Laura Dern. Oh, so you know who's apparently in the new Star Wars. I didn't know. I didn't know. I hope that's not a spoiler. I haven't read one thing about that movie because I don't want it to. So Laura Dern, almost as tall as James Comey, I'd say she looked great. She was very fun to talk, fun to watch her talking to people. So Laura Dern, and then finally, right before the lights went down, um, the uh, Geraldo Rivera. (laughs) Oh wow! Really? So so Geraldo Rivera rolled in, and. the uh, okay, Geraldo Rivera rolled in, and um, so then the lights go down, the show starts, and so we were obviously very excited. But so there are just two things I want to say about my favorite moments in the show. Uh, one is he does these very unique uh, versions of songs that are familiar to you. You know, he's just he's on stage, just playing the guitar or playing the piano. And Patty Scalfa, his wife, joins him for a couple of songs. But other than that, it's just the man and his music. And he's telling stories and singing and moving back and forth. But um, one of his songs that I've always loved, um, Land of Hope and Dreams, is, you know, it's some it's a show that he performed a lot in his live shows. Uh, he wrote it in 1999, but it didn't actually get on a record until Wrecking Ball in 2012. But near the end of the show, he just does this beautiful medley that includes a whole section of Land of Hope and Dreams. And I got choked up many times during the show. Yeah, I bet. But, but got choked up the most when he was singing that. I don't know why. It's just a, a beautiful, optimistic song that I feel like we could all use a little bit more of that going around. But then the other thing he does in the show, which is hard to explain, but there are moments where he's either talking to you or singing when he steps away from the microphone and he's not amplified. So he steps forward. So all you're really hearing in this little theater is his actual voice and he's really talking to you. And because there's no amplification, it is just incredibly personal. It just feels like, okay, let's where let's get rid of all this show busy stuff. Now I'm just talking to you, Liz, <laughs> or or um, you know maybe to, maybe he's really talking to to Preet to Preet or We're talking to Preet, Liz, <laughs> sorry or, or Laura Dern, <laughs> anyone? Yeah, he's not talking to Geraldo. We know that, but other than that, so those are my two favorite moments in the show: is Land of Hope and Dreams, and the moments where they consciously. Had him step away and just speak to you in this unamplified way because you're used to seeing him in these giant arenas where it's just all about big sounds. So that was obviously a conscious decision to strip everything away. And now it's just you and the boss in the room. And that was really nice. So. Super great night all the way around. Uh, we did notice that all of the people I previously mentioned sort of exited stage right uh, immediately following the show. They were clearly going backstage uh, to see the boss. Except James Comey and his wife, they waited. Someone came and got them. But Monica noted Geraldo Rivera, no backstage action for him at all. <laughs> he exited at the same time we did. So it was it was a super exciting night. If you have tickets and you can go, um, you know, lucky you. Uh, 
if you can't or you don't. I'm hoping that they will release a uh, a record that is the versions of the songs from the show because they're it's different than other things, uh, other versions you've heard him do, uh, even of his most famous songs. So so there you have it. Um, Super night. It was um, totally worth all of the effort to fl- Almost everyone in the theater seemed to have flown, flown in, in from somewhere. Right. Everyone around us had come in, and there was a lot of chatter about how many times have you seen him in concert and all of that. But Monica and I had a fantastic time. So there you have it. Like excellent reportage. Cannot be beat. Great story, Liz. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed, so it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids. And one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Sounds like a really fun weekend in New York. Lee and Julie and Liz here. We'd like to thank our sponsors for this Satellite Sisters podcast, some of whom have been with us all year. The sponsors are what allow us to do Satellite Sisters. And we want to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for supporting the people that support us. Off. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. All right, Liz, I didn't even read that story on UFOs because I thought, who's got the time? I know. But- and you think UFOs, who cares, right? Yeah. Me too, Liam. That's what I thought. Julie, did you see this story in the New York Times front page about the secret Pentagon unit that has been looking into the existence of UFOs? I, I knew they were out there, Liz. I knew, and I knew we had a secret unit somehow. I just assumed it. So yes, I I, I was all over it. But but I know you're going to do the reporting on this. Well, okay. The secret unit. Let's just say this. I assume there are other creatures out there in the world. I just like, but I never really buy into any of that Area 51 nonsense, or I really never thought, oh, yeah, we know all about this, but the government is keeping it secret from us. Well, okay, secret Pentagon unit was called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So here was the deal. And once you hear them explain it, you're like, well, yeah, we better have this unit because now this makes total <laughs> sense to me. So it's basically the Defense Department realized, or a very small team inside the Defense Department realized that pilots, Air Force pilots, Navy pilots, were actually seeing things in the air when they were flying missions. They're just flying around on training missions. But nobody wanted to say they were because it makes you sound crazy. Right. If you come home from a mission and you're like, oh, yeah, did you see all of those? Like there's a whole bunch that they just call Tic Tacs, (laughs) like a whole you saw a whole fleet of Tic Tacs in the air that, as they describe in the story, have no thrust mechanisms and nothing that appears to be an aerodynamic shape. They look like a bunch of flying Tic Tacs. And do you want to be the pilot that comes home and says to your commander, I saw a fleet of Tic Tacs in the air? No, you don't. You no, you don't. But then they realized, well, somebody should probably look into this and gather the information. And when I say they, it was Harry Reid in, in the United States Senate. Really? So that's now, this, a, this gave me a, a yes, pause, Liz. Right, exactly. Yes, so that's that a whole. He is our defense against UFO. But <laughs> nonetheless, okay, carry on. So that's a whole political twist of the story that I'm not even going to get into because I, I was much more interested in just the science of this. So the real hero of the story is a military intelligence official named Luis Elizondo. So he worked on this 
four years. And then finally, several months ago, he realized nobody in the Pentagon is taking this seriously. Uh, Nobody even wants to talk. It's highly classified work anyway. And then you have the double whammy of nobody nobody wants to admit that they believe in this stuff. So even though you have these serious scientists, serious intel officers, all kinds of people who have, you know, proven themselves in other jobs inside the Department of Defense working on this, anytime they even tried to send their work up the chain, nobody is interested. So this guy, Luis Elizondo, after many years of working on this, decides to quit his job because the excessive secrecy, he can't do it anymore. And not only does he quit his job, he calls Helene Cooper from the New York Times. She is the reporter, one of many reporters that covers the Department of Defense for the Times. And he wants to talk to her about sharing some of his experience in this top secret unit. So if you listen to the New York Times podcast called The Daily, on Monday's episode, she's on and he's on. But what I loved, this is the part that's going to be so great in the movie, sisters, because it's basically her saying, yeah, I got this tip from this guy that there was a secret Pentagon unit um, tracking UFOs. And and he's explaining, you know, well, yeah, if people keep seeing things in the air and we don't know who they are or what they're doing, that is a threat. And it is the Department of Defense's job to figure out what is that? Yeah, you know, right. like if enough mm-hmm. people see it, like it might be something. So but he can't get internally anyone to really take it seriously. So Helene Cooper says she gets this tip. She has a meeting with Luis in a nondescript hotel in, like, some nondescript suburban area. And they spend four hours sitting in the lobby of the hotel, and he's sharing videos with her and pictures with her and reports with her. And she said, I'm sitting there for four hours. And you go in. Obviously, reporters are very skeptical. And the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking, wow, this is really very credible. These are serious people with serious scientific findings. And uh, maybe I should look into this is really a big deal. So she said, in the moment, for the four hours that I was sitting there with him, I was captivated and like started down a path of being convinced. But then the moment I left, she said, I was taking the metro home. And once I'm in the metro back in the real world, I'm I'm like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said, then I started to think, okay, that's just crazy. I just spent four hours talking about something crazy. and But then she realizes, well, I don't really have to figure out if there are really UFOs out there. But it would be good for me to figure out if the Department of Defense thinks there are UFOs out there. So a lot of the story is about how they looked into it. Anyway, so Julie, you read you read a lot of this. Did you... I think you went in deeper than I did, Liz. But yes, I was and I didn't know whether these are coming from outer space or other countries. Liz. Okay, this is why this is why I am now convinced the Department of Defense should be looking into this. And this is in the Times story. I'll put the Times story in our notes. But um, they all all these other countries apparently have their own units that are doing this and they aren't embarrassed to admit it. So in the paper, Uh it says China and Russia are both much more open and work on this with huge organizations within their countries. Smaller countries like Belgium, France, England, and South American countries like Chile are open too. They are proactive and willing to discuss this topic rather than being held back by what's described as a a juvenile taboo. 
So yeah, do you think that's it? They just think that it's going to scare American people too much. Like we're too crazy. We're really going to freak out if we if if we if they admit it. I guess. But if there are a lot of people out there seeing unusual things, and these are Navy and Air Force pilots, these aren't just. I mean, we're not talking Roswell, New Mexico here. Not to dismiss you if you live in Roswell or have seen anything. <laughs> but anyway, but the thing that he said was so convincing to me and why I encourage people to read the story and listen to it um, on the daily. He, their goal was not just to understand what these things are. Their ultimate goal, because they are the DOD, is to reverse engineer it so they can make it themselves. That's right. the cool part, right? right? They got to figure mm-hmm. out, like, well— if they've got a flying tic tac, we need a flying tic tac, right. right? We yeah. don't. It's if it's China or Russia or you know, I don't know, Jupiter. If somebody has a flying tic tac, we need a flying tic tac. Yeah, <laughs> or Hollywood. Yes, some Star Wars sequel. Liz. Yes. So there's. Well, I'll just leave you with the last thought that's in the story about the the scientists that were working on this and the way they saw the scientific puzzle. This is a quote from. A guy named Harold Putoff, who is an engineer um, who conducted research on some of these things for the CIA and later worked as a contractor for this particular top secret program. He said this, which kind of got my attention. We're sort of in the position of what would happen if you gave Leonardo da Vinci a garage door opener. Right? Oh, wow. Deep. First of all, he tried to figure out. <laughs> What you is just this? blew my head off. Yes. <laughs> what is this plastic stuff? He wouldn't know anything about the electromagnetic signals involved or its function. So think about it that way. It's like this is science from the future that we are trying to understand and reverse engineer. I'm totally down with this now. I, I, I think we need to bring this unit back. And Luis Elizondo, my hat is off to you. He wanted us to know that, like, it's important that we understand this. It's just science at a certain point. Anyway, I enjoyed and I passed it along for your enjoyment. Okay. I think J.J. So, Abrams is going to bring it back, Liz. So I think you're in good shape. Liz is heading to New Mexico uh, for, for 2018 to take up residence and start watching those TikToks. Hey, sisters, we should, we're going to take one more tiptoe around the world with the last INRU International News Roundup for 2017. We're going to talk about countries that we've talked too much about and then other countries maybe that we should be talking more about. So we first stop is Russia, Russia, Russia. Do you know that Putin has announced his re-election bid uh, again for president? Is that going to be a close one? Uh, I no, I don't think he, no. Here's the good thing, Liz. He he manages to sort of squash, literally squash all of his opposition. They're either like on, you know on, on trial, in prison, or you know poisoned or something else. So it should be clear sailing. I mean, but he's been in office for 17 years. Um, and one here's a, re, a story that I just saw recently that despite the fact that we consider him somewhat of a supervillain, you know, meddling in our elections and now Russia's banned from the Olympics, that somehow all of these negative headlines about Putin in the West actually boosts his popularity in Russia. That Russia has, you know, uh, my experience was that they have a strong sense of nationalism and no sense of community, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. And that somehow by having, you know, by having him criticize 
um, people in Russia actually rally around him. Now, were so, you living in Russia when he first came to power? Yes. yes. Yeah, I okay. was there. Uh, uh, yes, in uh, 2001. So he had just come into power in 2000. Yeah. So 17 years. So and they thought he was great. But, he, you know, he was democratically elected and this was going to be good. But he just has come and then he just has stayed. And I don't think he has any plans of retiring. So we'll be seeing some more of him in 2018. <laughs> then, of course, there's North Korea. So here's the good. I have good news and bad news about North Korea. The good news is it's December 2017 and we're still here, specifically you sisters on the West Coast. But now all of us, you know. <laughs> Thank so, you, Julie. <laughs> so, I mean, I say that it's a very sort of existential thing. I realize that, but I'm glad we've made it through the year. Um, the bad news is um, that they're still here, too. So that is not is so great. Um, and now we have news today that North Korea, the United States has announced that North Korea was behind the wanna cry hacking thing. It wasn't oh, yeah. as big in the U.S., but it was enormous in uh, in Europe, particularly in the U.K., and that um, that this uh, wanna cry ransomware um, hacked into the British National Health System, into Microsoft, into a whole bunch of other companies. So North Korea, in addition to their nuclear ambitions, has gotten very good at hacking. So sadly, I think we're going to find more of that. Uh, it just makes me think, just use password one, two, three, four. Then. <laughs> like, what's the point? You can't out with them anyway. I, I just, I'm going back to Snoopy. Yeah. my password. I mean, just, what, what's the yeah, point? Why even bother? Like, yeah. Why try, right? I, <laughs> so... <laughs> it's all out there. And then China, 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 you know that they have just had their big Congress. And now people are comparing their president Xi, to Mao. They think he is reaching those levels of popularity in China as well. So I don't think that's good news. That's all I can say about that one. Okay, on to Israel. Okay, uh, Israeli designer Inbal uh, Devor, I guess that's how you sent, sent his name, released three sketches of the alleged wedding dress for Meghan Markle. Did oh, you I don't believe this? that one no, second. It's just a stupid PR thing. It's a pretty smart PR thing. Yeah, I it's think. smart. Yeah, for, but, for the designer. Yeah. But I don't think that I, in any way that the palace was going to release, unless this is like they, the, unless the palace has decided, well, let's do it like the Today Show, where everyone in the world can vote on <laughs> Meghan Markle's dress and what she's wearing. I think that's I, not I, happening. I don't think that's happening. I, I, I do not think that that's <laughs> happening. So that is, uh, that is, I guess, um, we'll, well just maybe we should people. announce that we're the official podcast of the royal wedding or something <laughs> and see if anyone yeah. bites. <laughs> okay. okay, Liz. Good idea. Okay. Um, and then there's Saudi Arabia that this morning that they shot, they intercept, or yesterday they intercepted a missile fired uh, from the southern region of Yemen. Uh, that was aimed that was targeting a royal palace. This is something I think the whole area in the Middle East is a topic that we're going to be talking more about in 2018. I mean that this is a, a two three year fight between a Saudi led coalition. They are fighting um, uh, the Shiite rebels in Yemen, and it's and it's not going well. And I think it's going to accelerate, and I think we're going to see more there. I feel like Somalia is another area we we never talk about. You don't see it in the news. And that's a disaster. And then, of course, there's Iran, uh, which I, I, I believe will be a giant threat. So the Middle East, 
2018. You heard it here first on the International News Roundup. That despite well, not exactly our- first, but you are yeah. in re- reinforcing <laughs> some suspicions. Oh, I'm the first one on this show to oh, say that. Oh, that's correct. Absolutely. Okay. okay. That's okay. true. But now I want to leave you, I want to leave on a, a much happier note. And that Thank is goodness. the country of... Of New Zealand. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. New Zealand has a new prime minister, a woman named uh, Yacinda Ardern, and that she was involved uh, along. They were having a nationwide secret Santa uh, situation going on in New Zealand. Did you see this? No. No. The whole country had the opportunity to participate in a secret Santa thing. You See, know, that's the advantage Santa, to being a small country. Right. You can pull yes. off big things when you're a small country. I like it. I like this. So that uh, now uh, uh, only 4,000 people participated. So that I don't, I don't, I know that New Zealand has a small population, but I don't think that's the entire country. But they are, they are calling it a nationwide present swapping secret Santa event that they were having. And the new prime minister um, participated in this. So someone had, had picked her name. I, I don't think they had a giant hat, but they had some system for picking names and some secret Santa sent um, the new prime minister a lovely ornament for the holidays. And she has um, opened that uh, live on TV and placed that ornament on her tree, which is not decorated. I like that little detail, Leanne, because she appear apparently is a busy woman, just like <laughs> Leanne Dolan, didn't have time to decorate her tree. And so, uh, so, but now she has her secret Santa present. But maybe we should try that in this country. Like, you know, Secret Santa. What do you think? Well, we have the Secret Santa on the Facebook group. Yes. That, uh, that was my yeah. sister's Secret Santa so sprung far. up all by itself. Yeah. Fantastic. We like the spirit. We yeah. really do support that spirit. Yes. Even we're if we're not so organizing we're not it ourselves, we're not going to do that. Like, <laughs> that's our problem. <laughs> no, we're not good at it. But I no. think nationwide, you maybe no. maybe the whole country could participate in it. That would get us, you know. I don't know where to think about. I don't know where we get for 2018. We have a whole year to plan. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. 
So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay. All right. Well, we come back. Liz is going to tell us she has a theme for 2018. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I have, um, you know, your opportunity to become a lord, a lady, or a laird. Really? Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks to the sponsor of the Satellite Sisters podcast. All right, we're back. Um, you know, maybe your travels will take you to Scotland this year, Liz. Oh, Julie, maybe. Yeah, I got this pitch in our mail in our mailbox. We get eight million pitches a day. I, three times a year, I bring something yes. to, from to the publicity people show. who think they have really great ideas for things for us to talk about on the show. But this is a really great idea for us to talk about on the show, Liz. Okay, there is a land conservation group out there in Scotland called Highland Titles, okay? And I'm not going to try to do a Scottish accent, but just imagine it. Uh, What they are doing is they are selling, like, one-foot plots of land in Scotland to raise money. (laughs) I know, Julie. One foot? One foot. It's all you need, one-by-one-foot plots for 44 bucks to raise money for land conservation groups to save the Glencoe Woods, okay? And in exchange... For your 44 bucks, you get one square foot of land in Scotland, but you get a courtesy title of Lord or Lady or Laird of Glencoe. <laughs> okay. 
A courtesy title? That's Liz, they make it very clear it's not an actual title. But they also make it clear on the website that perhaps you'll get an upgrade on an airline. <laughs> if you put, if you put layered of Glencoe on your I mean, how great is this? That's so in their big PR effort uh, to raise awareness here in America this year, they gave the entire town of Scotland, Connecticut, a one-foot plot of land. Everybody in Scotland, Connecticut, 1,600 people are now Lord, Lady, or Laird of Glencoe. Of course, they have to call the first selectman's office to, cl- to claim their title. <laughs> but, Liz, this is what they're getting. And wow. it made me wonder if this is what Meghan Markle is getting. Because, first of all, they get uh, documentation. Of their of their land, okay. They get a master deed of land ownership, and Liz, it's on vellum parchment, oh, not okay. just parchment, not just vellum parchment. Now that's th- authentic land. I mean, they had they have that at Disneyland too, the vellum land. Yeah, but, it's but it really on. it really adds to your authenticity. They get a master title deed and a map of Glencoe Woods, show you exactly where your land is, uh, information and pictures on the area, and this is what I hope Megan gets. They get a bumper sticker to proudly display their. St- <laughs> Status of Lord or Lady. You think Meghan Markle needs a bumper sticker? I hope she gets a bumper sticker. (laughs) I hope she gets so much more. And what I like is like all the language that says you can style yourself as a Lord or Lady of Glencoe, which, and then of course, if you go to the website, they have plenty of accessories that will help you style yourself. Tartan? You got it, Liz. You got it. They got the Tam O'Shanters. They got the kilts. They have like buttons and pins and scarves with all kinds of of tartan. But you get to be a lord, a lady, or a laird. And I have to say, I think if you are an Outlander fan or of Scottish (laughs) descent or you want to pretend you're married to Jamie Laird of all. I don't understand Laird. That's a thing. I don't it was like that. a Highland. I don't watch Outlander, so I'm. It was I'm, a Highland title, Liz. Okay. So you know there there are no more lairds. I don't believe in Scotland. They're really lords or ladies, but you can call yourself a laird. That's kind of a okay, Lian is a mouthful. <laughs> I think I could only be Lady Lian, but you know, again, you're not officially. I'm going to call you that from now on, Lady Lian. <laughs> I just thought this was absolutely hysterical. Like, that's a good gift. Highlandtitles.com. Make <laughs> style yourself as a lord, lady, or laird of Scotland. I love okay. it. And get like your it. bumper sticker. Get your bumper sticker, people. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll have to, I don't know, some offerings at the Satellite Sister shop along those lines. So here we are at the end of the year. And, you know, Leon, you taught us years ago on Satellite Sisters that your approach to the new year is not to have a resolution per se, but to have a theme, right? Yes. And Julie, you've adopted this approach occasionally, correct? Yes. Uh, you've, you've, two sisters have forced me into having a theme or a word for the new year. <laughs> I like to just slip into the new year, but since I've become a Satellite Sisters, I have to drum up a theme. And I find them helpful from time to time. Yes. So I was thinking about this over the weekend. Maybe it was the inspiration from... Land of Hope and Dreams. You know, I was trying to think about, okay, it's not so much what do I want to accomplish in 2018, but do I have a philosophical approach to 2018? And I realized that what I needed to do was sort of figure out a way to not fall into the easiest trap for 2018. And for me, lately, the easiest trap has been schadenfreude yeah you know the word the fancy word schadenfreude 
just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to get all like highfalutin on you, but it is the experience of pleasure, joy, or self-satisfaction that comes from learning of or witnessing troubles, failures, humiliations of others. And I realized just for where, I don't know, where we are in the world, where I am in the world, looking out over news events, it would be really easy to devote 2018 to just feeling good about other people being brought down. You know, not to say any names, Kushner, but there could be some people that you're just kind of waiting, Michael Flynn, to see (laughs) them, you know, a little bit of schadenfreude. So I thought, okay, stop that right now. That is not a constructive way to go through a year. So I actually went to Google and I typed in this question. What's the opposite of schadenfreude? Oh, that's a good I thought maybe there's a word for that. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah. If it wasn't a thing, I was just ready to invent it. But not surprisingly, it's a thing. And not surprisingly, it's a Sanskrit thing. It's a Buddha thing. So there is a word. Google told me immediately that the word in Sanskrit, uh, that means vicarious joy or delighting in other people's well-being. Because that's what I wanted to find. Yeah. I wanted, like, how do I? I should just be happy for others. That was my real goal. So the the word in Sanskrit is... Mudita, M-U-D-I-T-A. And I know it sounds incredibly pretentious to kind of adopt a Sanskrit for, for, for the not year. Not for you living in Santa Monica. I'm <laughs> sure you're going to see Mudita uh, t-shirts walking down uh, Montana Avenue anytime. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of set a limit for myself. Like say, okay, do not fall into the negative trap. Right. Find the positive path. So for me... I'm going to work on how to actually do this, but it's the, and it says mudita should not be confused with pride as a person feeling you can't have any interest or direct income from the people that are doing well. It's just pure joy, unadulterated by self-interest. So that's my, I don't know if I'm going to get there in 2018, but I felt like I needed to put something very heavy on the opposite side of the scale from all of the measuring I was doing of people being brought down. So that's my focus. Mudita. Liz, I like that. Yes. I like it. So delighting in other people's well-being. It's easier said than done. It is. <laughs> I, I suspect. But it's a good goal. It's a good start, goal. Start small, Liz. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got your coffee really fast. Yeah, Mudita. <laughs> yes, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, Start, yeah. Starting right. Jan 1. Right. Yeah. Sun came up. Yay. Yay. Um, okay, so there's that. Then, But between now and the end of the year, um, we are going to, the three of us, are each going to pick uh, some shows to share with you. We're going to give you a little Satellite Sisters Hollywood binging to do. So Leah and Julie and I are each going to go into the Satellite Sisters archive and pick a favorite old show, and we will re-release those. So you'll get those in your feed sometime over the holidays so that if you just want something happy to listen to, you know, before we come back, our next show will be January 2nd. But between now and January 2nd, we're going to share with you a little, a little mutita, a little happiness, a little joy, a little unadulterated pleasure in other people's thing. And we're hoping that you will enjoy the holidays and that we will be there with you as part of that joy. Excellent, Liz. All right. Uh, this is our last show for 2017. We'd like to wish you all a happy holiday season, a happy new year. I hope it's safe and filled with joy. Julie, any any thoughts? 
No, just that I hope, I hope you can all celebrate with your family and friends and uh, just have a wonderful, peaceful time. We'd like to thank our hosts here at Wondery for having us at the Wondery Sunset Studio and our engineer. Something we haven't said in a long time. Sergio Enriquez, thank you so much. That's just a joy and a delight for me to say. As 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 our former erstwhile engineer. (laughs) Barely, who was just one iOS upgrade from having this entire operation. Come crashing down. (laughs) All right, Liz, anything? Uh, No, I'm just, I'm looking forward to spending the holidays with friends and family. Uh, I noticed that some of you in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group convinced your own book clubs to pick up the Vanity Fair diaries. So well done, people out there promoting Vanity Fair diaries. We have Tina Brown coming in one of our early shows in January. So that will be fun. But yeah, just, you know, Figuring out my path to Mudita, Leanne. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, have a great have a great week, sisters. Thanks, Leanne. Happy holidays. Thanks, Leanne. Happy holidays to all. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.